Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, the show that brings you thoughtful perspective through the lens of Christ. Join us every Saturday morning at 1130 a.m. on The Bridge Austin Radio, broadcasting on both 1120 a.m. and 101.1 FM. Whether you're on the go, hitting the gym, or simply relaxing with your favorite beverage, Triumphant Victorious Reminders will empower you to live in Christ with heavenly wit. Teresa Ann reminds us that true perspective isn't just about being positioned correctly, it's about being positioned in Christ, who is the ultimate perspective. So tune in and let your friends know to join us as we journey towards seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. This is Triumphant Victorious Reminders, with Teresa Ann, and we're excited to have you with us. Well, hi, kind supporters and friends. You're listening to Teresa Ann with Triumphant Victorious Reminders, the podcast for people of all ages who want to see every day as a gift. I'm hoping that you're one of those people. It's seeing with God's perspective, which when we do it this way, we can tangibly see things with a grateful heart, not just for what we have, but for who God is. I'm an author and a doodler, and I love to learn from God and his word to unlearn all the things that have only distracted me away from him. So the more we thank him for who he is, we get to know him more, which stirs this effortless praise to be so aware of his presence and in the awareness of his within us presence by default, we begin to live with this heavenly wit, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. So it's living this life in response to him, which changes how we interact with ourselves and others in the most magnificent ways. I like to call it childlike awe and wonder. So this week I was thinking about my younger years as a mom and as a wife. And of course I now have adult children married. We have two grandkids. And so, you know, you look back on your life and I like to look back not just at the bad things, but to see, God, where were you in the middle of the difficult moments? And I think about as a mom, sometimes we've seen our own difficult moments and we only see our own perspective, but then kind of going, scaling back, maybe getting more of an aerial view and seeing what were the difficulties that my kids were going through? And so this is going to hopefully be kind of funny for you. Um, maybe you won't feel like you're the only one when I, I share with you what I'm about to share. So Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this podcast episode today. Lord, I just pray that every person who listens to it will just hear and feel your tangible love for them that their eyes would be open, their ears would be open to hear you in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, so I don't even know where to begin, but it was really 
after I began being really aware of Jesus in my life, when I said yes to him, when I received his invitation, so to speak, to do this life with him. And I went from this careless, depressed, kind of moody, mean, just, I wasn't mean like all the time, but man, I I feel like when I look back, I'm like, dang, how do these people live with me? But I, I went from this like careless way of living to this really careful way of living to, it was like this, this pendulum where it swayed obviously on the other end of living to where it was now legalistically careful. Uh, let me give you an example. So it, it was, it was this wanting to please God, not because I wanted to please him out of responding to his goodness, which is really what it should be, but I wanted to please him because it would help me with some of the guilt and shame of my life that maybe I can penance my way to get his approval. And so the more you do that, the more that it's just not enough. Nothing is enough in your eyes. So you've got to be, you got to be quote unquote more perfect and everything has to be more, more, more in behavior and doing it the right way. And then of course, when you don't do it the right way, you become more guilty and then you feel more shame and then it's just compounding. And then of course that how it's related to others, especially in your family. It's just this constant war within yourself that's now just permeating outside of yourself onto your family. And so here I was, so sad. We would have these days, you know, like probably, I don't know, every other day we would play like cards or one of the things that the kids loved to play was Monopoly. And so just to give you an idea, our son was 12 and our daughter was like five. And so just to kind of give you just the scope of, of their age bracket and what they're having to deal with. So here we are playing Monopoly and this is when I was all about tithing and doing all the things. Okay. So when they, when we would play and you would pass go, you know, you collect $200. Well, I, the, I made up a rule that if you pass go and you collect $200, you better tithe $20 and put it in the middle of the board. And I remember my son, Cody, who is a major mathematician he looks at me and he says, but mom, if you do that, we're going to run out of money. And I'm like, oh my God, don't you have faith that God will multiply it? I mean, it was just absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Just thinking about this. Oh my God, my poor children. And so I remember I was just so mad at Cody for even thinking that way. Like, how can you think without faith? How could you be a doubter? And you guys, it's so sad. 
but I took the board and I flipped it and I said, now I know what Jesus felt when he was in the temple and he threw the tables. You guys, I really believe this. This is like something I really, truly believed. Now, think about this. I pers- When I flipped the board, I cried out with that fiery passion, right? But from there, it was like it, it transcended into everything. So... So now you have that little instance that's going on. And then if Cody didn't do well in school, then he'd have to come home and he'd have to write scripture like 20 times before he could even do his homework. It was ridiculous. And so what happened was I began taking the joy of the word of God that we should see it as an invitation. And now I, I used it as, um, a weapon. I used it as punishment to where now my son, he didn't want anything to do with anything. God, I mean, absolutely nothing. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because as ridiculous as it was, You know, when you step back and you're like, God, here I was really wanting to live my life for you. Like, what happened? Why was there no conviction to say straighten up, Teresa? You know, but really it was in all of that. I realized how self-righteousness can sneak in so easily out of a good place, like really wanting to do things from a good place, from wanting to please God. Um, and, and just notice how dogmatic it was. It was self-righteous. Um, it, but what did it do? Did it, did it actually woo my son and my daughter to God or did Or did it actually turn their hearts away from him? I mean, they didn't even know what delight was in him because it was all about if you don't do this, then this is going to happen. And it was all done out of punishment. So this lack of mindset that I had with God permeated and overflowed into how I parented my kids. And it was this lack mindset of, if I don't please God, then this is going to happen to me. So really, it wasn't even wanting to do life with God. It was, if I do this right, then I'll be blessed. And if I'm not, then I'm going to be cursed. And so it was really fear-based. So let me ask you, as the listening audience, what are some self-righteous things that maybe God is highlighting to you right now where it doesn't woo people to him? It actually repels them from wanting to go to God. Are there some dogmatic things in your life where you're just like, it is my way or the highway. And if you don't do it this way, then there's no way God can bless it. 
or perhaps you're going through some things right now where you've allowed the circumstances of life where, where you feel like everything that goes wrong could go wrong. Every relationship that could go wrong, whether it's marriage or friendship or maybe having a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever it may be. It's just, it's the, it's constant war with every relationship. And now what you've done is you have simply said, well, maybe I just don't deserve or I'm not worthy of a relationship. Maybe I'm not worthy to have a spouse. Maybe I'm not worthy to have a husband or maybe I'm not worthy to have children or maybe I'm not worthy to have a job because I haven't, you know, gotten a job in a year or whatever that is. What circumstances are telling you something that you're actually being convinced is true? See, what I've learned looking back at when I raised my kids, and, and let me tell you, God straightened me up really quickly, okay? And, and now it's a running joke, this whole monopoly thing. But think about how I wanted to please God so much so that I felt as if there was constant warfare within my family. I was somehow doing the right thing because there was warfare. Like, oh, well, you know, if, if things aren't going the way that they should, it's to be expected because I'm being obedient to God. And again, it's, it's fear-based, but then it's pride-based. Then it becomes, you know, pride is self-righteousness. And I, I just think it's, I want to just really for all of us to get this right now, because some of you may be on an opposite spectrum where you're just so liberal with everything that maybe you're like, oh, you know what? They can do whatever they want. You know what? God redeemed my life. He can redeem theirs. They can just sow their wild oats, do whatever they want. They can do all the things. And so where is this happy Holy Spirit medium where it isn't about trying to please our kids and hoping they become our best friend. And so we just let them do whatever they want to do to, we don't let them do anything. And now we're, we, we put fear in them to want to know the word, to want to know God, because if you don't, then this, all these bad things can happen. But then I know people that have done all the right things that they love God with all their heart and all hell is broken loose on their life. So there's all of these moments in life that we cannot say, if you do this, it equates to that. But what I will say is that when you and I respond to the goodness of God, there is straight up delight. There is awe and wonder. And no matter the circumstances, those circumstances cannot convince you of who God is or who God isn't. Like I've said in the past episodes before. So here is what I love about 
just God and how he reveals himself is when I started seeing how are you mirroring the way I parent you, Teresa? See, the way God parents each of us is obviously very unique, but it always entails this, his love. His love, as seen in 1 Corinthians 13, is patient and kind. It doesn't keep record of wrongs. You guys, love is not afraid. Love isn't afraid of their sin. Love is not afraid of mistakes. Actually, love capitalizes on it and says, okay, let me show you a better way of living. And it's in me. Come up higher. Come up higher by doing this life with me. See, that's how God parents us. So he is the perfect example as to, okay, that's what it should look like in parenting my children. God does not force feed me to know the word because if I don't, then a curse will happen. No, when I get to know his goodness, I want to read his word. I am going to hunger and thirst for him. I won't be able to get enough. It'll get to a place where when I read scripture, because I'm going through a situation where now I'm drawing closer to him because of the difficulty, all of a sudden it isn't about I'm having to memorize it 10 times, to actually get it in my heart. It's because it's revelation in that moment for, let me give you an example. When I was going through that really hard time and I didn't know if I could hear the voice of God anymore. And I called my mentor and I said, I don't know what God's saying. I can't hear his voice. Can you please tell me what he's saying? And she laughed and said, you do hear the voice of God and I will not speak for him on your behalf. You, I will stay on the phone and you will ask him what he's saying. And I mean, thank you, Jesus, that she discipled me to him and not to herself. And so in those moments is when I said, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me right now over this situation? And I remember seeing these words, be still and know that I am God. And at first when I, when I saw it, I'm like, did I really see that? Or is it because I already knew that scripture, but I knew it was from him. And so I said, oh my gosh, I think I heard him. And she was like, you think, or you know, and I said, okay, I know, I know I heard. And I know when I say heard, it's not like I heard it audibly, but seeing it, be still and know that I am God. But here's the problem. I don't know what that looks like. She goes, well, then ask him, what does this look like? So I said, Lord, what does it look like to be still and know that you're God? And then suddenly these words scrambled up and it says, when you know I'm God, you can't help but be still. What? Yeah. Like, oh, so in those moments of revelation, you're not having to write the scripture 10 times to memorize it. It's literally in that moment, the word is coming to life and revealing 
who he is. That's the beautiful part of doing life with him. It isn't that we're not going to be free of making mistakes, but what happens is in the mistakes, we're not feeling bad or condemned. What we're actually doing is we live in this place of beautiful repentance and repentance isn't what we think it is, which is groveling. It's actually going, oh my gosh, Lord, I want to delight in who you are. That's repentance. That's turning toward him and now doing it his way with delight, with awe, with wonder and going, oh my God, I want to do it your way and seeing as though he's extending his hand and saying, hey, will you dance with me in this life through the hardships and the troubles? Get to know the rhythms of my grace. Like it says in the message version of Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I just love how God extends this invitation in such a beautiful way that it is not the way a human would do life with us. He is not a man that he should lie. He is not a man or a human that he should be fearful of our fears. He is not human to where he's catching up to our situations or circumstances in life. And now we're having these knee-jerk prayer requests. These knee-jerk prayer requests turn into a different kind of praying when we begin to know that, wait, he's gone before us. He is not afraid. Like when we think about All of the moments that Jesus said, have faith, have faith, have faith, have faith, do not doubt, have faith. When will you believe, right? All of these moments of saying, God, you don't want me to just have faith in a situation to change. You want me to have faith in you because you will change and transform my heart into the likeness of Christ to see my circumstances completely differently. At one one time, I saw my situation as Mount Everest, and now I see that it is nothing but a molehill in comparison to you. See, when we begin to behold him, the only way we can do that is by going all the way back to triumphant, victorious reminders, reminding ourselves of who he is by thanking God for who he is. When we thank him for who he is, there's a stirring that begins to happen where this automatic praise just unfolds. And as this praise unfolds, It's like, whoa, I can't help but see and know you even more, God. To where this increase of realizing that we are the righteousness of God only because of Christ Jesus. Not because of what we've done right, 
not because of how much we've pleased God or how much we've donated or donated our time or volunteered. All of those things of donating our time, giving, should be from the place of just responding to the goodness of God. Not because I'm trying to please God and get this appeasement of this guilt and shame off of me by doing penance. So here's the beautiful thing. I want to just, I I just hope that this speaks to you today. I hope that this sweet (laughs) looking back and confessing my own issues resonates with you today. And may you and I remember that when we see with heavenly wit, we'll be able to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Obviously with our circumstances, but even with difficult people that you remember where it says, Jesus says to love your enemies and this is how you do good to them that hurt you, you pray for those that curse you and you bless those that spitefully use you, right? When we love our enemies, we're no longer seeing an enemy, but we're seeing the mission. They're right in front of us. They're right in front of us. When you prayed for your city today and you ran across a really difficult person, as hard as it may be, God is highlighting his love for them. And it's like, what? What? And it's what he does. He transforms us into the likeness of Christ to where we, again, see with heavenly wit, see mission fields in the midst of the battlefields. So if this resonated with you today, will you send me a DM on Instagram at triumphant victorious underscore reminders or email me at let's talk TV 74 at gmail.com. And I just want to say thank you, friends, for listening to my podcast today. And thank you for sharing on your social media. Thank you for even subscribing to the podcast. And here's the best way you can show your support of this program is by leaving a review on any of the the podcast platforms that you listen to. Will you do that for me? Well, thank you so much. And until next week, continue on the daily to respond to God's love so that you're kind to yourself and others, no matter what. Go and shine. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. We hope that you were empowered and encouraged by the insights and perspectives shared on this program. Remember, living in Christ transforms us into his likeness and enables us to live an abundant life with heavenly wit. With Teresa and we have learned to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Be sure to tune in next Saturday morning at 1130 for another edition of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. 
Until then, keep seeking Christ, who is the true perspective, and may his blessings be upon you always.